So how about Biden, Trump, Trump stuff, other stuff? Okay. Okay. Okie doke. And a butt first before all that. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. You ready? Or are you going to grow yeah. a little while longer? I, I, I could grow in a lot longer if you want. You know, not exactly my thing. But Groaning? listening to people groan. Oh, okay. You could, you'll groan, but especially you. <laughs> I but, can see how that will not be entertaining yet. <laughs> I can really see that. Okay, you ready to go? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Friday, September 16th, 2022. It's just after 2 UTC. I'm Sam Inter, Yvonne Boas here. Hello, Yvonne. Uh, hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, so before we get into anything else, just real quick, the agenda is our butt first, then a segment on Biden stuff, then a segment on Trump stuff, then if... We feel like it, a segment on other stuff. Yep. Other stuff. Well, I, I was, yeah, feel like fat fucking shit. Well, it depends on how long we've gone on the first two things. Uh, you, like, know? And, and, and you know, there are other things worth talking about, but you know. Uh, yeah. So what leads you, you know, so I, I guess you want to start? Shall I start? How should we start? with? How about you start? There you go. Okay, well, I will start um, a couple things. Well, I, I was going to bring something else, but I just want to say I may sound a little bit different right now because I am on my regular Blue Yeti microphone. Okay. But, but. but the little mount I use to isolate it from sound, like, broke the other day. Well, and you know, let's be specific. Alex was messing with it. Yeah. So no, wait. Somebody <laughs> broke it. He didn't just break. Yeah, I mean, he basically like it, it, now it had been getting looser over time, and there, but whatever. He he was like well, messing with it, and it like okay, fell but, off and smashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but but okay, I had it recently, and I guess maybe it's just because of the shelf life of these things. Yeah. I don't know if you recall that it was like a recent episode where it mine also. Oh, like, it fell off. It fell off right, while right. we were recording. That's I, I, don't rem- I don't remember if that made it in the final cut of the episode, but I remember while we were recording. Yeah, right. It it, it happened, but but in my case, is since my son is actually pretty good at not fucking around with stuff. Okay, uh, um, you know, I don't yeah. know where he gets that from. So, um, it, you know, it, it wasn't anything he did. It was just I had moved it over and over over time. And right. I didn't realize, you know, that I should be tightening this bolt. On right, there. right. And yeah, because um, it loosens so, the more you wiggle it. And like, just yeah. to be clear, it, it's not the, you know, I, pe- people don't know what our setups look like. Of course, I've got I've got like no. a little arm thing, 
And then I've got like a, a little circle thing that isolates the microphone from the vibrations of the desk and stuff. Right. And then the microphone attaches to that. It's that exactly. middle piece, the circle exactly. piece. And that's, that's actually the same. And that's the same one that on my end became loose. However, because I had really screwed around with it or Manu had, all I had to do was just was put it back. It. I just, yeah, just like I, well, I had to reattach it and yeah no I, i've had to i've had to reattach it before this time i i think when it fell off like i think there's a piece missing i i might be able to find it somewhere but Al alex has been trying to stick it back together but i'm i'm 95 percent sure there's like a little washer or something that fell off and i'll never find it you know so um i, I may spend a few minutes more looking for it but i'll i'm probably gonna order yeah, oh. but in 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 the meantime, I found not the desk stand that came with this microphone, but the desk stand that came with the microphone I had before this, and yeah. I've got it attached to it. But the the problem is like without that sound isolator thing, like you know, if I like tap the desk or whatever, you like hear it like it's loud. I don't know. Like some of the post processing may re may remove some of that. It's okay, but you know. Anyway, it's a it's a step down. I might like get replace that, and no one cares. So why am I talking about this? But it, it's weird because the you know well, I, usually I have will the... say that I don't I don't I'm not noticing any okay good, uh, difference good. in the sound at this moment. I, and you yeah, know the I, one thing it, about it is yeah. that this thing what it does it's it it dampens like you know, uh, any noise coming to it, if yeah. I bang on a desk or something exactly. or whatever, That's the kind which of stuff used I'm to happen about. like before. And so, you know, as long as you're not, you know, um, you know, you don't bring out a jackhammer or, or start, you know, pounding that out there. Well, there you go. You see, that could make it happen. But, but I, I, you know. I just tried to strangle the microphone. Well, don't try to strangle them. Because I also have the little like fluffy thing on the end. And don't lick like, it. Don't lick it. And yeah, now you make me it. want to. No, don't lick it. Of course, it's got this fluffy thing on it. I don't really want to lick the fluffy. No, thing. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, anyway, anyway. The, uh, so the one other thing, uh, and I know I'm putting two in, but that one was quick and no one cares. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want, before we get, like, we're going to have Biden stuff and Trump stuff and I guess this could fit in the other stuff, but I just want to briefly say, you know, I've been getting really freaking annoyed at like the, the goddamn racists who are upset that the new Ariel is going to be black. Well, I mean, come on, but, but are you really shocked? I am not shocked at all. I mean, they were all upset something. about they were all upset about the hobbits and the elves in well, the so new that, Lord I of the Rings series. What and... what what uh what uh Marvel character was doing um twerking I, I don't the know. other day? Well, you know about these Marvel characters for I mean, I would think you'd know about this shit for yeah. I, 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 well, I, I, I so I keep but, somewhat but aware of these things, but these I don't actually people watch. like just all Oh, it's, you know, never, you know, because she's a woman, you know, a black woman. That's why she's doing, I'm like, everything is like this right now. I mean, look, they, they, they have, you know, they were going back a little bit, like 
the new set of Star Wars movies, I say new, but it's a number of years ago now. Oh, oh, like, yeah, yeah. They, they, they were, were so pissed oh. off that a main character was a woman yes, and there was and a black, black guy. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, and yeah, yeah, what yeah. the hell is this? This doesn't belong in Star Wars. Why is Star Wars gone woke? Wow. And it's like, you goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, it's it's just you know, and then and then, like I said, they've been doing about the Lord of the Rings because uh, they, oh my God, had some black people playing elves and right. hobbits and stuff, and nobody's uh, and, bastards. And, and now they're upset about the stupid mermaid. Um, this is the the Disney's Little Mermaid, and and meanwhile, you know, on the wholesome side, you see, like I. I you know, on TikTok and all kinds of other media, and it's there have been newspaper articles about it and stuff now in all the major media. You know, you've got these reaction videos of like these little black girls seeing the preview and being so excited and happy that like the new Little Mermaid looks like them. And it's like, how can you be upset about this shit? But uh, so many uh, people are. And I, like there was one guy on Twitter, uh, I guess it wasn't from Twitter. It was reposted on Twitter who like on his little podcast or YouTube or whatever, like was going on about how, you know, if, if you're going to have a scientifically accurate mermaid, they're not going to be black because they live under the sea and it's dark. And so they wouldn't have the melanin and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, scientifically accurate mermaid. Really? What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, there are, you know, I, I'm sorry, but you don't put black people in like, you know, depending on the total pigmentation of their skin. You know, there's some very black people that they don't, it doesn't matter without, if they're living further north, they're not going to just turn white. Okay. I mean, they that doesn't happen now. No, yes, no, you don't are. change your skin color just by moving now, to a now, sunny now location. I have Except look, like tans. I have what people right, get tans. Right. Now, now I have a a friend of mine who 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 is Haitian and was black, and he was definitely a lot darker when he lived in Puerto Rico than than uh, living in Columbus, Ohio. Now he's still you can see he's black, but definitely. I mean, you see the pictures when he was with me in high school, and this is not a guy that went to the beach, okay? All right? It's just that, you know, his skin color does look lighter, but I there, mean, there, why, there are... Are we, why are we even talking about this? It's a fucking mermaid! <laughs> exactly. And, you know, pretty girl, she can sing, and, like, to, to people... You know, and the representation thing really does matter because, you know, you can see it like as like a white guy, right? Everything I've ever seen in my entire freaking life is full of white people, right? Like if I'm watching listen, TV shows, if I'm watching listen, movies or whatever. I was watching this, you know, did you did you ever watch uh, these like uh, marionette cartoon things from the UK in the 60s called the Thunderbirds? I never watched it, but I'm familiar. Well, with you it. know what it is, okay? Yeah, yeah. So I was watching an episode the other day of it, okay? Um, they're on YouTube for free on YouTube Premium, and I'm like, hey, look at this! I had seen some of these when I was a kid. Um, so let me let me look at some of these. So I was watching one of them, and you know, the one thing that struck me is precisely this: everybody, even their marionettes, they're all white, okay? Mm -hmm. All of them, okay? 
uh, you've got a token like Asian guy who is a a, a butler or of some kind or whatever. Um, and then, then you've got uh, like um, I mean, whip, the only women in there are secretaries. And then there was this entire thing how basically an entire massive uh, uh, development, a 300, 300 story building and underground garage got destroyed by a female bad driver. Mm. And, and the way that they made a reference to, and just, oh yeah, because it's a woman, it's a terrible driver. Of course. I mean, it was just, yes, of course, you know? Uh, and it was just so matter of fact. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, this is just, you know, I mean, but that's the kind of, that's how, yeah, when they're talking about MAGA, that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. The time when we could say that women were shitty drivers, you know, the time when we could, you know, just, just you know, all these stereotypes, you know, the, 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 the token Asian valet, everybody is white in every movie. Yeah. That's what they want. And, and, and meanwhile, like, you know, it's, it's like, the little white girl who, oh my, the mermaid is not a little white girl. For the most part, unless like their parents are shitholes like this, aren't going to care. But the little black girl might care. You know, yeah. and might get more out of it and be like, oh my God, there's somebody like me finally that I can look at and blah, blah, blah. And you bring them great joy and, and, and for everybody else, it's fine. It's cool. The The fact that the mermaid is a different color doesn't freaking matter. It's a goddamn mermaid. And, you know, mermaid. Exactly. and, and, and yeah, mermaid. so the, the, the people, the people who are pissed at this, it's like instant, like the, the, there's, there's no excuse. You're, you're a goddamn fucking racist. Don't start talking about like, well, scientifically mermaids would be white. What? <laughs> Now, to, to admittedly, the guy went on and was like, actually, if they're a deep sea creature, they might be translucent. I'm like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here, you idiot. Just, just go. Just, anyway, anyway, hey, these, these, these people are up. idiots. Like having having greater diversity in our media is good. Good overall yeah. on everything, you know, more, more people from different religions, different cultures, different races, different countries, you know, all, you know, uh, gay people, trans people, whatever, the more, the merrier, the better to see the diversity of life on this goddamn planet and appreciate things that don't look like you. And I mean, like you said, and certainly like the, 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 the sort of whitewashed everything. Oh yeah. There's been enough of that. It's time. It's oh my time God, to swing yes. the pendulum the other way. Good Lord. Yes. We've had a ton of that. Well, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. It's not that everything, be, it, but it should reflect who we are. And who well, we look, are, if, if, is, you are not, if you are, it's not that everybody is just white. Like it used to be at every one of these damn things. Like if, if you are doing, an actual, like, if you are doing a historical piece set in the 1960s about the civil rights movement, it probably makes sense that certain people are white and certain people are black and you characterize them properly to match, okay? Right. Um, 
But if you're doing like some sort of high fantasy or science fiction or superhero bullshit or whatever, if you're doing something like that, then no, it doesn't matter at all. You know, you know, and I, I, and obviously these are the, these are the same people who are complaining about, you know, the teaching actual history in school and all this nonsense. It's just, it's just freaking annoying. Uh, Yeah. Well, Anyway. Okay, your turn. So uh, I don't think I mentioned that. Uh, so over Labor Day weekend that I went to uh, uh, Disney, uh, we rode on this new ride that I had not uh, been at before. Okay. okay. And they had made this ride about Ratatouille, the movie. They, okay. It, okay. It, uh, so... Here is something that Disney has been doing recently, okay? Um, I've been on... Yeah, you mentioned your flat tire on the way or something, but not the No, 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 the flat tire was not on the way. The flat tire was here when I was going to return something at this grocery store. Yeah, okay, I'm getting all confused. The Ratatouille ride. Yeah, so uh, here's the interesting thing. It's the second ride that I have been on at, uh, at Disney that is using these independently guided vehicles okay okay so rides used to be at disney that they would be like on like a track they used to do a lot of boat rides also there's still a a, a bunch of those like that like it's a small world where you know i guess one way that disney figured out hey we just put them on boats they're floating you don't need to put tracks down they can just you know go through the thing and you know, everybody can see whatever's on the ride. Okay. Okay. You okay. know, they have a really cool one that, that Manu likes, which is for, this is more the educational Epcot stuff, which is still left. Uh, there's still a good amount of that. It's called the land and the land shows you basically, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, all the different environments like desert, how uh, agriculture works, how, you know, uh, what happened over time, in terms of how the land developed into arable land and what things that they are doing into the future uh, to do uh, more advanced uh, and more uh, eco-friendly agriculture, okay? One that uses a lot less resources. They actually got some pretty cool stuff over there where they grow stuff using like 98% less water than than is used. And they actually grow, they have an indoor vegetable farm that they actually produce quite a lot of produce that they use at, at Disney from it. So, so it's, but it's a boat ride. So it takes you through the whole thing, just these self-guided boats, you know, you get on, it's not like a pilot. The whole thing just takes you to the ride. So, but I guess the next step they figured out, it's these, it's these vehicles. They're, it's not a boat, it's on a land. And they are all, I heard that they are, they're all remotely computer controlled. The uh, Apparently one thing that I heard some of them failing at some point when they fixed it was that, if the Wi-Fi signal was kind of shitty in certain quarters, <laughs> the vehicles were coming to a stop. Okay, that is a problem. But, but, okay, but they, but are they, remotely, they are remotely controlled, so the people in the vehicle can't just like go rogue or something. Correct. The vehicles are completely remotely controlled, and uh, and and they are a ride. And I mean, it, they they can move fast into roller coaster fashion, a, a, a fashion angles, stuff, or whatever. And the thing is, the one thing that Disney does, which is amazing, okay, with with building their rides. It's that it combines physical and video elements together with a ride, including 3D and whatever, to give this entire motion, okay, 
and feel of being on a ride, even if you're not maybe not moving a lot. Okay. Right. Um, right. And and it's just it's and it's immersive. Okay, because the the whole thing about the scene is this entire scene where you're basically following the mouse in Ratatouille. Through the kitchen, under tables, it's, it, whatever. It's, it's a rat. It's a rat. A rat. Yeah, it's a rat. Well, I keep forgetting. Well, well, Manu calls it the mouse. Rat. Okay. You know, I did correct him on that. Uh, uh, you know, you followed a rat through. Uh, through uh, the Alex, when he was little, called it coo. Okay. Well, you know. Okay. Well, he didn't call it. He called it a mouse. Okay, the, the specific so. one was named coo, which I always thought was short for cook. Because that's what it does in the movie, but not not like the animal was a coup. But oh, okay, uh, and okay. not like coup like overthrowing a government. I, 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 anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Anyway, the, so the, the so rat. look, the the whole thing. It's just man. I mean, they really, you know, do such a great job of integrating just the physical, the visual, and, and like video and physical all at the same time to give you this impression. Like you're actually in a vehicle chasing a rat under tables. Okay. Yep. Yep. Restaurant under stoves, under everything. It's just, it was just really cool. Okay. And I, I, I think that the, 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 the thing that I'm just impressed is how I've been to other places that have rides and they're just not as, they're not as slick. The integration of everything is just not there. It's, and I mean, it's just a ride. Like a roller coaster is just a roller coaster. Yeah. And, and this, it's all the elements. It's like, you know, they do it. You know, there's some other rides at, at, at Disney where, you know, hell, movies where they, they you know, they pump the smells in the room. <laughs> right. Of what you're looking at, for example. I mean, you're looking at... uh uh the the oh my god what are uh, there were these grasslands in africa near kilimanjaro they actually it smells like grass as you're going through it okay um you know they're they have a movie also that he likes that is amazing earth which all that's also the I, I, you know why why did the gop hate hate, hate uh hate disney it's a movie about what you you know what climate change is doing to to the earth and what you could do and, and what we could do about it in order to, to make changes. Okay. Okay. All right. So can you imagine why did the, you see this yep, kind yep. of stuff? You getting the picture here? You know, the, the, I mean, Disney is way too woke for the GOP basically. Um, so, uh, you know, a black mermaid, you know, climate, I mean, you know, let's fix agriculture. So it doesn't mm-hmm. waste resources. But anyway, I, I, I was just, man, I, I gotta tell you, I don't, have you ever been to Disney? I have gotten as far as meeting somebody for dinner at one of the Disney hotels, uh, but I have not ever not been. I have not been to Disney World or Disneyland. I've I haven't been to a theme park, even a non-Disney one, uh, since uh, probably since I was twenty-five or something. So long time. I listen. I will say that I probably look even as an adult when I've gone and done some of this stuff. It's actually enjoyable even for adults. And the stuff is well made and produced enough that, you know, you, you get like you get stuff out of it. Um I mean, I I I I it's just the what I came away, it's just damn it. The, the, it's just there's just so much attention to detail from the beginning to the end to give you an experience that they make you walk out of there and you're like, you know what? 
you can't get this anywhere else. And so, uh, I, I mean, such a real life, like, you know, a, a, an experience that you feel like you're moving, like you're doing, like you're, you're interacting with something. Obviously we're not, you know, I'm not in a cartoon movie and chasing a rat, but you know, mm-hmm. it, it's just, but, but they do it so well. I was just, I, I was just really impressed by the whole thing. And you like uh, the Ratatouille ride. Thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. And, and, but the other thing that they had that I saw is that I was able to show Manu is that they at the, this was for whatever. Okay. It's at the France pavilion, whatever, because Ratatouille was in France, I guess. Yes. The the restaurant was in Paris. Yeah. There was, so, uh, they also have, by the way, Ratatouille, uh, Disney, it wasn't Pixar, was it? It was just Disney. Disney, Yeah. Pixar. No, it was Disney Pixar. Yeah. It was Disney Pixar. Anyway, Ratatouille, thumbs up. Good movie. It's been a Excellent. long time since I've Excellent. seen it. Excellent. Um, I, I think Alex rewatched it just a few months ago. Uh, I, I put it on for him at one point, but uh, uh, good, good, good movie. Go out Absolutely. and watch it. Thumbs up. Absolutely excellent. Um, so uh, they had this movie also that uh, that they've had there since 1982, and I I heard that apparently it's the longest running, continuously playing movie in the world. Okay. okay. It's called Impressions of France. Okay. Okay. Um, and um, it's just a movie that just shows you France. Um, you know, as it was, I guess, back in nineteen eight <laughs> when this was filmed, late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Um, you know, the wine country, the scenery, the mountains, the city, and so forth and so on. Um, I think the one thing that's that's cool about it it's that it's a Circle Vision uh, three sixty movie, but it isn't completely Circle Vision. It's only one hundred and eighty degrees. Okay, so you have this special theater that is actually built for this movie, uh, that is a one hundred and eighty degree theater, where there are, I believe, it's seventy millimeter film that they use, and they and it's like one hundred and eighty degrees around you, and that's also one that without much special effect i mean they do some scenes that you're flying and you're doing stuff or whatever and shit you i mean you're sitting in this theater you feel like you're flying okay it does give you that sensation okay of the motion um this is the only one that's ever done those they have the 360 degree ones as well also that they have one at the china pavilion uh and they have one for canada uh as well and they, they are, pre- I, I, th- those are pretty slick films. And it's just, if it, it, it's not just for just the, um, the production value of seeing something displayed cinem- cinematographically different. Okay. In a way, but they, they really spent a lot of time in making that movie in order to give you a good, a good, you know, look at how do you, how do you feel like going through a small French town and being at the market and buying things and it, it, it and, and the camera just takes you through the, the market and you feel like, I mean, my God, almost like you're walking through that market. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so th- those were, so th- those are two things that I was just like, I hadn't seen that movie. I'm pretty sure since the 1980s when I first saw it, like when Epcot opened and I walked past and I was like, I was, it's, it's kind of hidden. I wasn't sure it was there. And I'm like, Oh, look, there it is. Let me take mine. Watch it. He liked it too. So, you know, he really enjoyed that movie. So, so there you go. Okay. If you get to Epcot and by the way, they only play it from 6 30 PM on impressions of France, 40 year old movie, but it's, it's really cool. 20 minutes. Okay. Now Excellent. the one, now the one pavilion at Epcot that I have not taken Manu to. 
There's yes. only one. Yep. Uh, there's only one uh, one attraction that we have not been on is uh, for the U.S. Pavilion. There is one about American history there. Now, as I recall it back then from like the 80s, that was very it, jingoistic. Is this um, the one with the Hall of the Presidents and all no, that? No, that, that one is at Walt Disney World. I have not taken him to that one. The, okay. A couple of times that I took took him there, you know, they, they, they were installing Trump and it was closed down, I guess, because they added, because they had all the presidents that were adding Trump. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, 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 okay, I, so I tell me, like, this one was jingoistic, the one you're actually talking about. Yeah, it, it just talked about American history and stuff or whatever, whatnot. I have not taken them to that one. I am going to try to make a point that the next time that we go, that we actually go to that to see how it, how it looks now. Like, have 30, they updated 40. it or does it still seem right. like a, a 1950s USA pep rally? Yes, I'm gonna. I, I, I want to see if it is because that's what it was back 40 years ago. Okay, so we'll see. I don't know. I haven't been to it. Like I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure it's the 80s. Yeah. Okay. They've probably updated it. Listen, Impressions of France is the exact same movie that's been there I, since I hear 1980. You, I hear you, but you said that's the oldest one. So. Yeah. So I, I mean, but this that the other one isn't a movie. Okay. It's, it, it 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 you know how Disney does a lot of animatronic figures and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It involves a lot of that. Okay. So um that I remember. I, I I'm actually I'm saying that off on memory, but I'm pretty sure it did. Okay. So I gotta see. Well, once you do that, you'll have to report back. We'll not, have a report. Not like you don't have like a Disney commercial like once a month on this show. <laughs> uh I don't go once a month. I went five times in the last 12 months. Okay. I, I, I'm so slightly once every two months. Every, yeah. Okay. Once every couple of months. Okay. Because you always come on and say, I went to Disney and it was cool. You know? Well, okay. Well, it was five months. It wasn't, you know, it was only not, five times. Just, I mean, only, just to no. be clear, not sponsored. Not although, sponsored. Although Disney, feel free. Yes. Absolutely. So. Give me some annual passes. <laughs> okay. Well, by the way, I don't know yes, if I've yes. said this, but. Yes. Okay. Uh, next month. Look, Manu has been wanting to go to Disneyland. Oh, yeah. You did mention this. You're going to the West Coast. So we are going to go to Disneyland. Um, now, one thing that we are going to check off our list. Also, when we're in L.A. on the first day. Very important, critical thing. The only yeah. space shuttle that we haven't seen in person is ah, there. Okay. At the aside LA Science from, Museum. Aside from the two that blew up. Well, yeah, aside from the two that blew up. Yeah, we didn't see those. I think we saw part parts of Columbia. Okay. So you're going to see the other shuttle? Yes, Excellent. we're going to go see the other shuttle. Yes, that's on the list. Nice. So we'll we'll check off all the shuttles. Including the Enterprise. So we did, you know, so we saw. And a trainer. You saw the trainer when you were up here in Seattle, right? Yeah, I saw the trainer yep, yep, and yep. Enterprise. So that's, so that's, that, that counts as two. And then, you know, Discovery Atlantis. And I believe that's Endeavor that's out there in, in Los Angeles. So excellent. Check okay. That off the well, w- with that, let's take that first break. And then when we come back, we will be uh, talking. What? Let's see. What is it? Was it? Uh, we'll do the Biden stuff first. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Well, we, Biden's actually been doing stuff and cor- properly, properly. Okay. We will be back after this 
Exciting message. Exiting. AlexMZWeb.com. Bang Alex and Dad. Gaming videos and more from Alex. Elementary school fight day. YouTube by night. AlexMZWeb.com. AlexMZWeb is A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A. And dot com is period and then C. Uh, I will mention, since that was an Alex Emsla commercial that just came up, um, that this week, uh, on Monday and Tuesday, he published 13 videos to commemorate the fact that he turned 13. So. Wow. He's old. He's old now. And tall. Jesus Christ. He, he, he's, he's, um, he's already taller than my mother and my daughter. He's about the same as my wife and he's gaining on me very quickly. Holy smokes. Yep. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, 13. I have a teenager now. And he likes to sit on your lap still. Yeah, that's okay. We'll see, he's a little heavy. Is what I'm saying. Well, yes, there, there is that. Like, it, it, it's, it's nice to like retain the sort of little kid cuddling thing a little bit longer. That's fine. But you are right. <laughs> I kind of get squished. Wada uh, went with us one day to Disney, and Manu asked to carry, to be carried. Uh, it, <laughs> it happened for a very short stint. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it happened for a very short stint. That's all I can say about that. Yes. The, it, it, this kind of thing, uh, we went through that transition away from that a few years ago. But every once in a while, he's he'll still, like, tries. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. That, that, that is not happening. He weighs no. close to 100 pounds. I mean, no. I mean, yeah. no. Alex here is 150. You know? No. No. I am, I'm not carrying you anywhere. I'm sorry. Like, okay, if there was an emergency and I was carrying you out of a burning building or something, I would do my best. Okay, yes. But but absent that, no. No. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm an old guy now, you know, getting up there. You are a strong, young teenager. You you can walk. Yeah, I'll say. Um, Yeah, so, but, uh, you know. Teenagedom brings many transitions. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. All right. Anyway. Biden. Okay. Biden. So the, the first thing that I wanted to say, I had put in our notes for what to talk about, is Biden basic competency. And, you know, this is the kind of thing, and we'll talk about several examples, but just at a high level, you can have complaints about any specific thing that Biden is or is not doing. However, the one thing that he has is just a nat- in the nature of Joe Biden and his administration that was like non-existent in the Trump administration uh, non-existent. Was, just, was just on an everyday basis, just getting done the business of government, just doing things and making sure they happen in a, in a fairly confident way 
not confident, competent in a fairly competent way. Now, of course, there have been some screw ups here and there. I'm not going to deny that. But just on a regular basis, day in and day out, the administration is actually doing the business of the government and making things happen. And we we talked about the frustration of all the, you know, the lack of legislation coming through, but a bunch of that ended up coming through in the end. It just took a freaking long time. But even aside from that, just the things that the executive has to do on a on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, you know, and it doesn't get a lot of attention because when somebody's actually just competently doing their job, and nothing's blowing up or exploding, you know, they're not going to be headlines about it. There's not going to be like the breaking news story that, oh, XYZ happened exactly as planned. But there's a lot of that, you know, but there's a lot of that going on. Yeah, there is, there is quite a lot of that going on. Like, you know, one of the things that I, that like, for example, that's under the radar happening um, is uh, judges. You know, mm-hmm. we, we have, we've talked about the judiciary and we've talked about what Trump did uh, reshaping the judiciary, but how many judges uh, he appointed. Yeah. Well, look, Biden and his team are hell bent on fixing that damage. Uh, right. And like they have as many been, of their own, uh, 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 you know, through the process as possible. I mean, at a blistering pace. I mean, they're they're out there. They are exceed, you know, they are exceeding the pace of the Trump administration uh, uh, mm-hmm. at this point uh, significantly. And you know, one of the issues that Obama had during his uh, tenure was that Mitch McConnell blocked for an extended period of time, uh, quite, quite, uh, you know, voting on judges in the Senate. Uh, and that caused that when Trump won, that there was a huge backlog that he was able to, to appoint. Yep. Um, tilting the, the courts in a way that should not have been, he would not have been able if it wasn't for the obstruction that Mitch McConnell did, and, it, and that obstruction got him the SCOTUS seats and uh, and the and the seats in the in the federal judiciary. Well, with, without much fanfare, I mean, I mean, Biden has been basically just quietly, you know, addressing that at a blistering pace. Um. I, I, I'm just stunned by by the, the the numbers that I saw in this article where, I mean, he was almost, at this point, two years in? I mean, maybe not it, not in the uh, appellate level, but at the uh, at the judicial the, 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 the number was this. I'm, I'm pulling it up. Um, okay. During the Pull Trump it up. Administration, it up. During the Trump administration, uh, during his entire tenure, he had Donald Trump had named 174 judges. Okay, so far he has uh, uh, named. So far Biden has. So far yep. Biden has named 58 in the district courts. Okay, um, and 19 in the appeals court. Um, so so he is definitely in uh, one SCOTUS. Yeah, in right? one, one SCOTUS. Right. Yes, one SCOTUS. Um, so and. It, and the thing is that he is outpacing how many he has been named at this point in the term. So, so I think that's the really significant thing that that his pace definitely, uh, comparatively, has been accelerated, and so therefore he's doing that. Uh, today, you would talk about more competence. It came out that well, 
the Biden administration got heavily involved in this uh, railway negotiation. Mm-hmm. We had we had uh, for, for, for anybody who doesn't know the background, uh, because it came and went really quickly. Um, the there was a whole big thing where the railway workers were the, the big thing they were going for was just to be able to take time off to go to the doctor and not get fired yeah. for it apparently yeah basically uh, but the railways were saying no 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 and there was there was going to be either a strike or a lockout depending on which way you looked at it and what was going on um and and there was all kinds of talk that blew up just over like a 24 48 hour period that if this happened the supply chain effects of it oh. would be just as significant if not more so than all the crap we saw earlier oh, yeah. um and uh it was looking bad and people were yelling and already saying well the obama administration's handling this badly blah 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 obama. and obama. biden the biden administration's handling this badly blah 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 we're gonna have this disaster blah 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 and then of course they solved it yeah uh, i mean the last negotiation session you want to talk about a marathon session 20-hour negotiating session. Right. I mean, Jesus. That's that's brutal. I mean, let's just say that's just brutal. So um But here but here's the thing that's important on this. There was a potentially huge crisis. Yep. The Biden administration and Biden himself, apparently, yes, got very directly involved in like bringing all the parties together and hammering out a solution. Um, where apparently they, they did get some sick time, but not very much, whatever. I'm sure this will come back again at some point. No, they, they got the ability to be able to take time to do, uh, medical appointments, which was the problem. But but the one thing is that they, what, what the, what the railways got is that it was unpaid time. Yeah. They got like one day of paid time and the rest unpaid, but at least they won't get fired for it. Which by the way, it's, it's still pretty fucking crappy to be honest, but it, well, it, they also got a big raise. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. But in any case, they, they could still do better. But anyway, well, the point, is, the point they, is they came to it. They came to a deal. They came to a solution. But because they came to a solution and there was no giant disaster after all. They're not going to get any credit for it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to get any credit. Yep. Um, no, Nobody's going to be like, oh, wow. Look, the Obama. Obama. Again. Obama. <laughs> Did I mention I'm old? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, well, I, I keep calling a Soviet Union a Soviet Union, but yeah, yeah. Today's my birthday, by the way. Anyway, wait. Oh, well, wait. Not yet. In the <laughs> it East is Coast. my time. It's UT. Well, I haven't calculated the exact time. I should have done that. Oh well. Yeah. Oh, well. I, I usually do that. I did it for Alex earlier. I haven't done it for myself yet. My bad. Uh, but usually, it, 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 it's off. You know, during the next break, I will do that. And I will come back with the exact time that anyway. But the point is that because there was no disaster that then gets fixed because it's actually the avoiding of a disaster, most people will have no freaking idea and it will not be in anybody's memory. No one's going to be like, oh, my God, Biden saved us from the great railway disaster of 2022. Which, yeah, it would have been. Which instead, it just goes completely under the radar. But this is exactly the kind of thing, because even those of us who are paying attention, like it was a news story for maybe 48 hours. Yep. And that's it. And and now it's going to be gone. And two weeks from now, even we won't be thinking about it. Right. But yet this is yet another thing that, you know, 
just shows sort of the basic competence of running government and getting involved in places where it can be helpful and 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 smoothing out issues and trying to uh, trying to provide benefit. Um, and so, you know, it, it, you know, and we'll probably talk about a few more, but that was the one that was this week. And you can absolutely guarantee no one will notice or give a shit by the time we get to the elections this year, let alone 2024. Look, but but there was a uh, you know yes they will not remember and 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 again on the on the vein of what other things that they do, do they did well, how they have handled the Ukraine crisis yes I mean look this has been a a, a class in how to properly handle foreign relations okay that's just fact. Now, th- there are people who would argue with you about that, but I won't. I think you're absolutely right. I think you, Joe Biden has done this absolutely masterfully in terms of going right up to a line, but not crossing it nope. and and keeping things, you know, you know, providing all of the help he can without actually escalating. This is a very delicate high wire act. And so mm-hmm. far, he's done it perfectly. And. You know, it's put, um, let me tell you that, that, you know, the situation Putin's in is getting more complicated every day. Uh, You know, so he went and he, Putin got a meeting with Xi recently that he's doing a, where the hell was it? Somewhere in Central Asia. It was like Kazakhstan or something. It it, it was within the last 24 hours. Some shithole, whatever the hell it is anyway. (laughs) Oh, awesome, Alex. (laughs) Awesome, Yvonne. (laughs) <laughs> whatever well the only countries that you, receive you know, them anyway you know <laughs> you know when trump talked about shithole countries we gave him a lot of crap for that and here you're you are right. you're talking right. about you're some right. you know uh, i right oh okay i'm sorry some country that is that the old you know the only people that they receive are freaking dictators how's that you know that's it's okay. very happy hosting murderous dictators you know for a meeting is that is that better I suppose. I suppose. Okay. okay. So, so anyway, uh, you know, so over at the deplorables meeting, the one thing that he wasn't able to get, like, get, get over there. The last time I met with she, she and him were like, ah, oh, we are so strong together. Our friendship is on infinite, blah, blah, blah. Well, it seems that she showed up and like realized that after, you know, Vladimir's look like a complete idiot in the Ukraine at this point. It it's really has not strengthened anything that they want on a global basis. Um, and probably I will say that given how many weapons like the Russians have abandoned, it's probably a smart thing that she didn't sell him any advanced weapons that he used on the field because he would have just turned them over to the Americans so they could take a look at what the hell they were doing in, in person. So that was probably one of the one of the, the smart things he's done. The only people that are selling him weapons now are the Iranians and the North Koreans. Not exactly, you know, what we know. And so. It's made it that American soft power because of what we talked about diplomatically, while at the same time that these guys have like stumbled badly, she with the zero COVID policy and uh, Putin with the Ukraine invasion, that man, global, the global view of how democracy works in the u.s versus 
the results that they're getting has soared. Um, you know, that, look, this democracy thing, look, it really works a hell of a lot better than what these assholes were saying. <laughs> hell, I mean, so I, I think that that's an important thing that, 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 that American soft power has been substantially on the rise. And there's a lot of polling data and just things that are out there that are indicating that that's been the case. Uh, yeah, and, and and look in 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 terms of Ukraine specifically, you know, first he's he's done that tightrope to keep it from expanding any further. He's supported the Ukrainians uh, in terms of weapons and everything else, so they're actually and, and rallying support for others to support them as well, so that they've actually been able to resist and push back. We talked last week about how much progress they'd made in just the last week. Um, or, you know, last two weeks at this point. Um, and also the whole thing about like this whole process, like the last thing Putin could possibly have wanted is the Western countries and NATO to all sort of unify and get on the same page. And, and that organization is larger and stronger. Now. Yeah. We got two new countries entering it that I'm sure he didn't want. Um, and this is, Complete backfire. And I think, you know, Biden and his administration have orchestrated a lot of this in terms of the response. Now, some people, and I've heard less of them lately, but like when this whole thing started, I heard a whole bunch of people trying to make arguments that, you know, we actually goaded Putin into doing this. And this was all shit. And, and the, and the administration actually was loving that this happened because, you know, this blah, blah, blah. I, and I, I think that's all ridiculous. I, I think that's that, complete butter. I think they responded properly when it happened. And of course, once it's going to happen, you want to make the best of that situation. Duh. And but for the longest time, it was about avoiding disaster. Or pushing Hell, back we disaster. Kept telling them you that it, it kept telling Ukraine and and others that it was going to happen, that he was going to move, and we kept we kept getting told that you guys are fear mongering and exaggerating. Even right. the Ukrainians really didn't believe it. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think I think they 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 handled all that masterfully, etc. Um, so we get we get, we got Ukraine, we got the railway railway strike. Uh, we've got the string of legislation that was our, that was passed. Uh, um, you know, the, the, we had infrastructure way back when. We had the the, um, uh, the 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 pandemic rescue thing. We the more recently, they actually finally got through the reconciliation bill. Uh, there was the the chip bill or whatever it was, and you can rattle off a whole bunch of these things. Now, did they get everything that uh, Democrats might have liked? No, of course not. No. But you've got thing after thing after thing that you can actually point to that has that they have been doing and and even aside from the big legislation like i said it's just the basic competence of you know the day-to-day operation of government things that the trump administration was routinely fucking up yeah oh yeah fucking up was like you know like and again not perfect i mean like the whole pull out of afghanistan was a little rocky 
There are a few other. Yeah, you know, we've got we've got also, the inflation issue. We've got a few yeah. other. I'm not I'm not at all saying but, but everything is roses. Not, but, but both of those were both hot potatoes that were handed to them. Okay, all right. I mean, look, freaking Afghanistan, not even a hot potato, is a grenade. I mean, you know, freaking Trump set that mess up. You know, you know, set that. Well, mess that mess up is going on long before Trump. But yes, it wasn't. Yeah, but 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 the but the exit, the way that he negotiated, and just basically handed that grenade over to uh, to Biden. Oh, okay, here you go. Here's what. Here's the here's the mess we negotiated. You figure it out. Right. Yeah. And, and so you know it, it, that was you know uh, that was one problem. And well, look, the inflation part. I think they've done about the best that they can in in the scenario. Well, we'll say one thing. If can you imagine what Trump would be screaming if um <laughs> what with what the Fed is doing right now mm-hmm. in terms of jamming up rates and dropping the stock market as we, you know I think we have mentioned this on the show Trump was obsessively watching the stock market right all the damn time uh, when he was president he thought that it was just a proxy for his success as well as president and the economy that that was like the only metric and you know he he you know he would have been going nuts with like say what happened this last week and, and of course needless to say it's more complicated than that it is an important metric but it's not the only metric not the there only all metric. kinds of other things going on stock market fell like six seven percent the last the last uh week um you know on on the negative inflation news uh that came out which that's the well, that's another whole story but but it's not worth you know, the, discussing, I don't think, um, at this point, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you've got data that shows a year over year inflation is still high. There's producer information that shows it's low. And, uh, the other part that came out, which I think is more important was that, um, I mean, unemployment claims are still super low and mm-hmm. they actually dropped. Okay. Um, so we were talking about maybe, uh, some, uh, uh, uh layoffs and stuff or whatever, but unemployment claims are, Still way down, so it's showing that the market, job market, is very strong. So, I, I think that considering all the headwinds and the stupid, you know, live grenades that were lobbed to this administration, including COVID, let's not forget. Okay, yeah, it's still going on, which, still going, which on. is still going on, and basically what they got handed was a complete shit show of it. Um, you know, damn. I mean, they've managed to maneuver around all of this crap. And just to Pretty be sure, well. just to be clear, you know, Biden hasn't been done perfectly with COVID either. He's made a bunch of mistakes there too, but he's he's, done he's a not lot actively better. trying to kill people. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, I, I there there are a lot of things I could complain about in terms of the Biden COVID response, but he's at least trying and moving things in the you know in a good direction and acknowledging what the scientists say even if he sometimes doesn't do everything they say but whereas again like you said trump was practically he's not, you know he hasn't gone up there and told people to drink bleach or swallow light bulbs or whatever the fuck or it light means. bulbs yeah. uv or, lights or 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 drugs or where horse there's absolute drugs yeah drugs where there's no evidence whatsoever that it helps uh you know, just because hydroxychloroquine, I, whatever, what the hell, what was that horse shit? That other yeah, thing, all, all these things, all these things. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost as if the Trump administration was actively trying to make to it worse. You. Uh, and, and yeah, so again, Biden's not perfect on any of these things, but the point is, he's just been a basic level of confidence. I keep saying confidence instead of um, 
uh, competence, a basic level of competence in terms of actually running a goddamn government. Yeah. And getting things done. And, and not sometimes trying to kill people. On and purpose. So, well, except for like that terrorist he killed, but you well, know, that was on purpose. Uh, okay, but yeah, well, yeah, anyway, my, my, my point is that, uh, you know, just that, you know, b- believing that government can actually get stuff done and there's an appropriate role for them to even try and hiring people who have some experience, have some background, know what they're talking about. Uh, turns out that stuff makes a difference. And even if you disagree with them on thing X, Y, or Z, you know that they're executing competently. Whereas in the Trump administration, it was just over and over and over and over again. A shit show every week. A a constant shit show. Infrastructure week. Yeah. I mean, and not, not that, you know, I'm actually happy that, the Trump administration was incompetent because some of the things they wanted to do would have been, if they'd succeeded, things would have been even worse. But yeah, the, 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 the overwhelming stench of incompetence was throughout that entire administration. And it's so much of a relief to have people who actually like give a shit and at least somewhat know what they're doing. Well, that they're not like basically just forsaking the health and safety of their own citizens who are the ones that they're charged with trying to take care of. And and I mean, I also care about other citizens of other countries, uh, you know, and that, well, even that part where they were just, you know, this whole, for example, I mean, the whole family separation thing, the Trump administration, which is being intentionally cruel to immigrants. And, and and this is another example, right, where it there are still kids in custody. There are still kids who were separated under Trump that have not been reunified. Reunited. There are, the, the, you know, and we're going to talk about some immigration stuff in, uh, you know, when we, we probably later when we talk about DeSantis and Abbott and those folks. But, you know, there's still a mess there. But the administration has been slowly, quietly behind the scenes, a lot of the things that were in absolute hard situations when the Trump administration left have been slowly but surely getting better. And they're actually trying. They're trying to improve it and they're trying to improve it in a humane way. There are things that they wanted to stop that the courts actually stopped them them from stopping. That's correct. You know, like, uh, like there was the one policy about, um, Uh, just automatically sending people back because of COVID. And the court said that, no, you have to keep doing that, even when the administration wanted to stop doing that. You know, the the courts have gotten in the way in quite a few cases. Uh, But, but, you know, slowly but surely, the administration is, you know, working to incrementally improve things as they can. And is there a long way to go on a whole bunch of issues? Damn right. Of course there is. But at least they're trying to, push things in a direction that's positive. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, anything else to say about Biden other than to repeat to say, like the bottom line on all of this stuff is that unfortunately, quiet competence does not get attention. And you don't get credit for it. I think it 
does it has gotten some. some. I mean, I, 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 you know, I don't think that it's it's not just Dobbs uh, that has been uh, a, a big uh, tailwind on the Democrats right now, but I think it's both because if this administration, could, you know, had not been able to get those successes as well. That's true. Yes. I, I don't think, it, you know, that it would have been a more difficult argument. You've got now, in terms of going to the voters, quite a compelling argument where you've got that going on, where the Democratic message that had been for years, where many people are discounting, ah, you guys are just scaremongering, whatever, oh, they don't really mean it. And now it's like, oh, shit, they really didn't mean it. You guys were right. I'm like, fuck. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. Like the narrative was building that the Democrats could not get anything done. Right. And so having a string of successes in rapid succession uh, helps with that. Exactly. <laughs> and like, like if they hadn't had that string of successions over the last couple months, success, we would successes. We would not be having this like Biden no. competency conversation. Right no, now. at all. No, 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 no. Yep. Okay. Shall we take a break? Take a break. We will take a break. And when we come back, uh, it's time for Trump. Back mm. after this. AfricaFocus.org features high quality analysis and progressive advocacy on African issues with a particular attention to priority issues affecting the entire continent. The heart of the website is the Africa Focus Bulletin. Other features include regularly updated Africa-related news feeds and a set of country pages with extensive background and links on each African country. If you follow African issues or are even curious, visit africafocus.org today. Okay, first of all, uh, I said I would calculate it during the break. I actually lied. One of the times Yvonne was drunk. Liar! About... Yeah, Liar! One of... Liar! One of the times Yvonne Liar! was drunk. Liar! One of the times Yvonne was droning on about something and I was not paying attention to him. I went ahead and calculated it. Um, take and see, this is the thing I do. I like, you know, I know that I, I know I was born at 2058 UTC on September 16th, 1971. Okay. I calculated a UTC. I was in the central time zone at the time, but it's 2058 UTC was the time I calculate like an, an actual so, year. So wait, so you're, you're, it's not your birthday yet. No, no. But here's the thing. A year is not a year. What? <laughs> oh, 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 get the fuck out of here. No. See, here's the thing. A year oh. is 365.242199 days. Okay. And there are leap years. So like if you actually calculate what every 365.242199 days is, you know, sometimes my birth, yes, like I turned 49 on September 15th at 1704 UTC, for instance. Okay. Because every year, except leap years, which screw things up, the, you know, you rotate about a quarter of a day what time you do and it comes back around every four years and then when you do a leap year it skips forward but then the year 2000 was not a leap year even though it was every four years or no it was but it, because it was 400 blah 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 because the rule is a leap year is every four years unless it's an even hundred unless it's an even 400 anyway 
Point is, when you do all the calculations, I will be exactly 51 years old on September 16th at 441 UTC. So as we're recording, it's 306 UTC. So that's in a little bit more than an hour and a half from now. So I might not be on to 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 greet you. Happy birthday. Then. Yeah, we'll probably finish this podcast. I hope we finish this podcast before <laughs> then. Yes, I would hope so too. Anyway, time to talk about Donald. Donald. Donald Duck? No, we, we tried that a couple weeks ago. It didn't work. Oh. Okay. Are there any other good Donalds? You know, they, they have a ride over there at Disney, going back to my Disney commercial. They, they still have what? The, the, there's a little Mexican boat ride thing. They do okay. use Donald Duck for some reason dressed as a Mexican. I don't know why. Okay. I, I so uh, let's see. Here's some. Uh, I, I just so, looked so, up famous so, Donalds. Yeah. Same as Donalds. Okay. Well, let's see. I'll go Donald's for only ones I like. Well, like there's a list here. And of course, Wikipedia has a long list of famous Donalds, most of which I don't know. Like Donald Bailey. An American That's jazz a singer. drummer. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah. you knew who you knew who Donald. Yeah, Bailey yeah, is? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Donald Bradman. Okay, no idea. An, an Australian cricketer. <laughs> Donald Brashear, an ice hockey player. You know all these kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, I, I don't know most of these people. You know, who else? Anybody else there in the list? Donald Sutherland. Okay, I did say Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Don Rumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld. Oh God, Rummy, he he he's dead. That's a shame. Um, I don't know. Oh oh, oh yeah yeah uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There are there are you know surprisingly, I expected to be a bunch of really famous Donalds, but they're not that many. I guess Donald is not the name of a very famous person, other if you're Donald Duck. I mean, and I guess that's why at this point, you know, if you say Donald, everyone knows which one you're talking about. It's this asshole. Yeah. It's okay. this asshole. So let's talk about this asshole. Yeah. Jeez. So I what, why uh, he wasn't it? I mean, you know, I wonder why he wasn't over in Kazakhstan, you know. At the summit? Yeah. Well, they did give him back his passports. Yeah, they so did. So he could have gone. He could have gone. But but he's got that little crappy plane that he's flying on right now because they can't get his other plane to fly. He's, Why can't he just take Air Force One? Isn't he still president? Not that I not that I'm aware of. No. Oh, okay. I but think he, he rightfully won, correct? Yes, he he yes that that he keeps saying that yes. <sighs> anyway, let's see what happened with him. Uh, we've had more back and forth on this special master thing. Um, I guess we can talk about that first. Um, the the judge has gone ahead and appointed the special master and has denied uh, the DOJ's request that they let them continue the criminal investigation, continue to use at least the 100 the classified documents in the criminal investigation, and the judge denied that as well. There are all kinds of you know legal-type folks doing analysis on why her judgment is ridiculous and doesn't follow the law and makes no sense and isn't internally consistent. But guess what? Doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> She's the judge. She can say whatever the hell she wants. Now, DOJ is going to appeal it. Um, and then the question is, well, 
what the 11th circuit, which is where this appeal is going to go at this point is, uh, if I understand correctly, a majority of Trump judges, Trump appointed judges. Now, does that mean they will all be as whacked out as this judge and do things for which there's no, which nobody seems to agree, even conservative commentators, that this is the right decision? Um, probably not. Most most people I've seen seem to think that the 11th Circuit will actually overturn this and overturn this pretty quickly. But you never know. That's the you never whole know. thing. You never That's know. the whole thing with filling, you know, Nominating as many judges as he did, which we talked about a little bit earlier, how Biden is undoing that and is beating his pace for that. But that's the thing. If you fill all these layers of the judiciary with people that are that you have chosen based on their loyalty to you and your viewpoints, then, yeah, you don't know. I mean, the 11th Circuit could could say, yeah, this is fine. And either way. Chances are, you know, because all of this, you know, this is Donald Trump's prime strategy that he's used his entire life. Delay, 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 delay. And, you know, so of course this is going to go all the way to SCOTUS, you know, no matter who wins or loses at each stage along the way, you know, it's going to get appealed all the way up. And unless it becomes mute by taking too, moot, unless it becomes moot Moot? by taking too long, um, it's going to go all the oh, way but, up. But yeah, I mean, but basically this would have to happen in right now, less than, I, I mean, less than 90. I mean, yes, yes. Uh, 75 well, there, there, days. There, there are two, there are two things. One, this probably is on an expedited emergency track through all the various appeal layers because of those deadlines. Now that doesn't mean each layer will grant the emergency. They may or may not. Um, but uh, also, even though the judge has set a deadline for the special master of the end of November, um, they're very like there's already talk about how if the special master uh, rules against Trump, then, of course, the Trump folks are going to try to appeal the judgment of the special master and blah, blah, blah. That can cause even more delay. Um now it'll work its way all through. The question is just a matter of time and how far up or down the appeals go in the meantime. Uh, there's also the question, you know, they picked the the special master who was one of the two that Trump uh, nominated, but who we last week we talked yes. and said, you know, this one actually looks reasonable. And almost everybody I heard talking about it all week since we recorded last time was this person looks reasonable. And so the judge went with that person and uh, we'll see. Like, if they really are reasonable, they may. And the judge also asked them to expedite the decision on the hundred classified documents. Yeah, and let me put it to you this way: Look, so the they thing- could they could come oh, back like next week and be like these hundred documents. You no, know, but and- but my whole thing is that you know, look, if after the DOJ accepts the person that Donald Trump's legal team nominated, okay. Yep. And he goes through it and says, well, what the DOJ said at dinner is all, you know, exactly correct. We just need to go forward. Screw this. Here, here's, your, here's your personal stuff back. Goodbye. I mean, he's going to, I mean, I guess yeah, he can but, appeal it, but his appeals are like, just at this point, then it's ridiculous. We, I mean, the DOJ went and picked the fucking guy that you picked. Right. Well, when is being ridiculous ever stopped this guy? 
Well, no, what I'm saying is it's not that it would stop it, but I just don't know how much a judge is going to grant them now. Because now based right. on what? Right. But well, remember, one of the smart things that the DOJ did with this was to actually take one of the guys that he, he nominated. Yeah, no, I, I think so as well. And but the thing is, you know, I think in all of this, again, the, the point of it is not necessarily to, quote unquote, win. The point is to delay. Well, and, but my point is that right now, it, and it's what I said before, the, the time that the judge gave under review, he wanted a much bigger delay, but basically gave him like a couple of months, basically to review everything. And, you know, that's it. So he's not getting much of a delay at this point, unless he thinks he's certainly going to live until next well, year. Well, the, the, the DOJ, the, basically, uh, the DOJ wanted this done by the middle of October. The judge gave uh, the end of November. Uh, I think Trump wanted essentially middle of December. Uh, So it's closer to what Trump wanted than what DOJ wanted. Um, And, you know, but we are talking just a few months. But there are also other trickiness. Like, first of all, like the, the way that DOJ is talking about it, there is time sensitivity on some of this stuff. And so they clearly do not want to have to wait three months. I think you're actually probably right that the the special master, assuming that you know Trump doesn't have some secret blackmail on them and they're going to do something weird, could go straight to the hundred do- documents that are to priority and rule on them in the first few days, right? And then, and then that's what DOJ really wanted anyway. And then um, the rest of the ten thousand plus documents can trickle in over time. Right. right. The the other weird thing that the judge said, though, that is probably going to be part of uh, any appeals and stuff here um, is they're saying that the Trump lawyers have to have access to the documents that the special master is looking at. And of course, part of the point of this whole damn thing is they're highly sensitive classified documents that some random Trump lawyer should not be looking at. Hmm. Well, you know, okay. you know, Trump. Trump could say, you know, the one from my side I want looking at this stuff is Rudy. Well, I don't think Rudy's on his legal team, especially because he hasn't paid any of his bills. Well, Rudy's also Rudy's been disbarred also. and such. And, and disbarred know, so. and such. And Ru- Rudy has some issues. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And he's like, going broke. Gee, what a shame. Well, like, I mean, I feel so bad. Feel but uh, yeah, the, uh, this is going to, I, I suspect, like there, there are all kinds of reasons why like if any of this stuff in this case from this judge stands unchallenged, it potentially, you know, th- there are already other cases that are asking for similar things based on things this judge has said. Now, this judge doesn't set precedent. They're at too low, low a level to set precedent. But if they got away with it, other people are going to try. Uh, and and so they're, re- they're good reasons for appealing this because this judgment, according to Every expert, left and right, I've listened to talk about this thing is absolutely and totally ridiculous and counter to law and precedent and everything else. There are all kinds of bad things about this decision. So I understand why they need to appeal it anyway. But I kind of suspect that the important parts of what have to go through the special master will actually go pretty damn quickly. Um and DOJ will be able to resume a lot of what they're doing 
well before November 3rd. Well, a lot of what they're doing re- relevant to this. I mean, you know, because it's not exactly like the all DOJ the has been standing too, pat. Yeah. Because, you know, look, I mean, we, we just found out, thank, thanks to uh, Mike Lindell, that, you know, a lot of people uh, got their phones seized recently. Well, we, we, we've had like close to a dozen Trump associates at this time have had their phones seized. There were some 40 plus that got hit with subpoenas for various things. Um, DOJ is moving forward on other paths, even if this one's temporarily blocked. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and like we talked about last week, I don't, yeah, DOJ was probably not going to, was probably not going to indict Trump before the November right. election anyway, right. and probably not this year. We were probably talking January or later. Now they got enough on other stuff. Like they may indict some other people, <laughs> you know? Like maybe they indict Mark Mark Meadows or something in order to get additional leverage because they they certainly seem to have lots of goods on him and a whole bunch of other people surrounding Trump. So who knows what they'll do there. Um, But a little bit of delay is not ideal, but it's not going to wreck everything. And I, I feel like, again, a lot hinges on like, is this judge that Trump nominated and DOJ agreed to actually going to do what almost every like almost everybody thinks that this whole special man this whole special master thing is absolute nonsense that all of the issues Trump is bringing up he actually has no claim to whatsoever if you actually get a reasonable judge that sort of agrees with the consensus on this they could go through this whole damn thing really fast like they could look right. at all the classified stuff and just say I don't have to look at anything else. This is classified. Trump doesn't get it. Right. Done. Like yep. five minutes. Um, but you, you, again, you never know. Like maybe one of the things in the stolen documents is like blackmail information against this judge. I don't know. <laughs> you know, Who the fuck knows at this point. Um, but even if it does wait till the end of November, uh, I don't think it changes where we end up, but changing the timing does matter. You know, slowing it down does matter, but they're going to chug along. I, I heard someone talking like some former DOJ person talking earlier today about this. And they were asked like, assuming the judge, uh, you know, goes against you, which they did. And assuming you lose an appeal, uh, what does that do? And there, is it going to deter the DOJ from going after Trump, from indicting him, whatever? And he's like, no, it's not going to deter them at all. It, it, it'll probably, you know, actually make them mad and yeah. and and go go after him more deeply. And you, you take this one thing away from them, they'll find something else. They'll find another way to get to what they need to. Uh, but, you know, all you're doing right now is pissing them off. Yes, basically. <laughs> basically. That's exactly what they're doing. It's just, yeah. So, all right. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, what the hell the, else we got we, going We also on? had this this big mystery of Trump going to D.C. It blew up all over Twitter. Well, it was weird. Okay. Because but... everybody was like, what's going on? Is he is he about to turn himself in? Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Is... I actually thought he was sick. I, I mean, that's what that, I thought. That was one of the things that people were speculating is he was going to check himself into Walter Reed uh, because something was wrong with him. 
Yeah. There, but, were, but, there were five or six things that people were going around the rumor mills, but nobody knew Jack. Yeah. But, but it looked like, because of the way that he showed up dressed, it, it, it was sick, but no, alas, he, he was over there in order to collect his payoff from the plan, plan how he's collecting his payoff from the Saudis. Now, now you'll have to explain that a little bit more. Cause what I heard Yvonne is yes, that the, the Saudi LIV golf tournament is coming next year, but he was having a meeting on fixing up the golf course and doing some improvements to get ready for that. Well, and exactly. that's perfectly and, legitimate and, golf stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. LIV golf is a 100% funded by the Saudi government. Uh, it was created like, in the you know, recently uh, by the Saudi government to try to basically, they were trying to raid all the top players from the PGA to create their own golf tour. Okay. And, you know, holding events in many places. And, and let's be clear. The reason for this was obviously after like they dismembered that reporter and various other things, the Saudis had sort of they've been, been in the a... crapper internationally. Right. Like, and they've been trying to do a charm offensive, basically. They're trying to rehabilitate their image and get back in. And I mean, Biden visited, you know, right. a few weeks back. Um, and just generally they're trying to like no longer be the outcast of international society, even though the same people are in charge as the right. ones who dismembered the guy. But right, yeah. right. But but and okay. the golf thing is one part of that. Effort. And the golf thing is one part of it. And I mean, look, they were very aggressive throwing money around. Uh, they tried to get Tiger Woods. They uh, Tiger Woods said that they offered him a billion dollars. Nice. Okay. Um, he turned them down. You um, know, I'm not a sports guy, but for a billion dollars, I would play a round or two. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, they offered Jack Nicholas also a ton of money. He took, he, 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 he declined it, but some other people did, did accept it, including like a, a very famous, uh, golfer called Grant Norman, who's the guy who's leading this. Who's the guy that li lives down here. Uh, well, he's Australian, but, uh, he resides mostly in the U S like right now. Uh, but look, I mean, they're going around, they've been throwing money in order to buy influence and buy everything. And. Lo and behold, I mean, you know, Trump's golf courses have not been doing all that great. And but look at this. All of a sudden they they lost tournaments and other stuff. And now they are getting three LIV tournaments. Not, <laughs> not two, three. Right. Wow. What a surprise. Didn't the Saudis give Jared a bunch of money a couple years back? A couple back of too? billion. Yeah. Now what was that for? Real estate development yeah. investment. Okay. okay. I mean, you know, this is this is their cash in, and they they are cashing in, making Look, it. And, and it, here know. here's the thing with this kind of stuff. Like, yes, for, first of all, the primary Saudi thing is rehabilitating their image, et cetera, yep. et cetera, et cetera. However, for things like this, where there's not like some standard intrinsic okay if somebody does this we pay them this amount and it's just written in stone and it's normal in a certain amount you know you want to give somebody a little extra money because you want to influence in th them in some way or you want to pay back pay them back for something they did in the past you just give them you know a certain amount more on right. top of what you would give them just for the regular thing in a normal transaction right and nobody can say jack for sure, unless they get some sort of 
evidence of you talking and having recordings and stuff. But, you know, just from the price, you can't say, you can say, you know, they're paying a little too much from that. That's suspicious, but it's yeah. really hard to prove what that something nefarious is happening. That's right. That's exactly right. And so, I mean, he's getting his payday, man. He's getting his payday. He's getting his big time payday. Kushner's getting his money. You know, he's getting his money. They're getting their payday, man. Now, do you, obviously this is pure speculation. Do you think we're ever going to find out there's some quid pro quo here or anything like (sighs) semi-explicit? Like, was he shopping around the classified documents to the Saudis and is getting a payoff for having given them copies or something? I kind of feel like, you know, Trump is dumb, but he's not that dumb, is he? There wouldn't be like a paper trail of Look, him. He's been like... good about a whole bunch of the stuff and not at not documenting, you know, uh, you know, getting caught with like documented quid pro quos. Yeah, he's, he's been very good about this. Um, and, and, and by the way, even on like like obviously, if it was actually espionage, there's a whole other set of rules, but just on like bribery and corruption stuff, those rules have been loosened over the last few years. You you have a much higher yep. standard Threshold. of proof than you yep. did a couple decades ago yep. in terms yep. of like, you literally almost have to have them specifically say, if you give me this money, I will do this thing. Correct. I- explicitly with no... No hedging, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's not just a reasonable well, inference. Well, they by the way, say. By, by the way, which is right now, uh, I think I mentioned that the the Puerto the export ex Puerto Rican governor. Yeah, you mentioned yep. was indicted up along with hey, your Howard. brother or whoever it was. It's not my brother, not related <laughs> to me. But uh, but by the way, they got her debt to rights recorded on a quid pro quo. The governor. Yeah. Okay. They got her debt to rights on a quid pro quo, straight up. Nice. So, yeah. So, it's unless you've got that right now, those are very difficult to prove. So, yeah. You know, hey, I, I, you know, he sold this hotel, the Washington Hotel, for a few hundred million bucks that everybody was like questioning how the hell all of a sudden this hotel that everybody that had studied it was worthless to to buy gets purchased for $350 million. Uh, you know, is now a Waldorf Astoria in, in, in D.C. And uh, honestly, it, it, the whole thing seems shady. Um, you know, so he got that. Now he's got several hundred million from freaking, you know, the Saudis now. Yay. And Kushner got a couple of billion from the Saudis, too. Yeah. You know, and they didn't go to a foundation either. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, this is all the frustrating stuff about Trump that we've talked about for years and years and years now. Like, there's so much that corruption and law breaking and this and that and that. But because he was president for part of it and because just in general, the man like actually knows how to be a mob boss and not say things explicitly and act like he's dumb, even when he knows what he's doing. So it's like, oops, was that illegal? I'm sorry. You know, that 
he's been able to get away with thing after thing after thing after thing after thing. And up to now, he still has, right? I mean, there are a few things where he's had to pay fines or do this or that. But, you know, the man should be in fucking jail. The man should be in fucking jail, yes. <laughs> you know, and we have yet to see if the feds or New York or Georgia or anyone else can actually get the bastard. But they're at least now it looks like they're trying. They're damn Whereas trying. For years and years, it seemed like everybody was hands off. And like, we can't do anything, sorry. But at least now, like, and I I know we've said this before, but there's like six different active investigations that are all closing in on him. It seems like one of them has to get him, goddammit. You know, and even there, of course, we've talked, even if they indict him, it's not a a slam duck, slam duck? Slam duck? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a slam slam duck. Leave the ducks alone. Yes, please. Uh, it is not a slam dunk that there will be a conviction. Um, I, I honestly think the chances of outright acquittals are low, but I think the chances of hung juries are high. And, and this is why, again, we've talked about as well, DOJ has to go through every step and get it fucking perfect. Like if they're going to go after him or New York or Georgia or any of the others, they have to line this all up and it has to be like tied up in a bow and so damn obvious that you have a good shot of getting, you know, getting that conviction. You know, you, you can't go at this half ass. No, no, no. You definitely can't. No. Anyway, any, any, any other, uh, Trumpy stuff? Anything else, Trumpy? We went to DC. We got, uh, you know, the legal stuff. Uh, I guess that's it, basically. Oh, one more Trump thing. Okay, which he has once again been. Damn it, he has once again been making inflammatory statements. Um, Oh well, yeah, duh. Uh, But like earlier, like I don't know. Within the last 24 hours before recording, uh, he did an interview with somebody or other who asked him about like what will happen if you're indicted. And basically he was going, it'll be bad. It'll really, it'll be really bad. The American public will not stand for it. And they're like, what do you mean by bad? And he's just like, it'll be really bad. And it's like, okay, come on. You know, and I saw people compare it to the, um, uh, what was it? Stand up, stand by and be ready or whatever the yeah, hell it is. Yeah, something like that, whatever the hell he said. Yeah. It's the same kind of shit. I mean, he's basically trying to send a message to the people who would be willing to be violent on his behalf to basically say, look, if they indict me, go wild. Right. You know, and this again, by the way, is one of those, you know, hard to prove the connection things. Because it's not like he's picking up the phone to the leader of some militia and saying, okay, look, if I get indicted, I want you to attack, you know, the Capitol, you know, with weapons or kidnap a governor or whatever. He's not doing that. But he is saying outright, I expect it to be bad if I get indicted. And knowing that there are people out there listening who will interpret that in a certain way and take action based on it. 
No, there's no really? direct connection between him and them. He's not picking up the phone. He probably doesn't even know their names, but he knows they're out there and they will do the kinds of things he wants them to do. Well, I think he, he knows a lot more than just random people. I mean, but of course, a yeah. lot of the people that he used to count on, they've, they've indicted. That's true. <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of people who are already caught up in the January 6th, right. January 6th legal processes. Um, you know, so, but there's still a lot out there. There's still tons of people out there. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. No question. No question. I, I fully expect but the ones that, I, but I'm saying the ones that he knew by name, a lot of those. Yeah. Of yeah. Like, I fully expect if, and when he's indicted, we will see some stuff. I don't know how big it'll be. I don't think they can. Well, they, listen, they, after the, 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 the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Okay. We had a yep. few things happen. Nothing really big. Right. But, but there, I mean, but there, we had that one that guy attack the FBI office in Cleveland or wherever it was, Cincinnati, yeah, Cleveland, somewhere, wherever, somewhere in Ohio. I mean, um, we, we had a, you know, we had a few things on that scale with like lone people trying to take action and being incompetent at it and failing and cross your fingers. That's all there will be. And honestly, when we were going up towards January 6th, you know, I heard some of the chatter and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, and my expectation was it would be the usual incompetent Trumpies doing something or other, but making fools of themselves and not actually having an impact. They managed to pull off something a little bit worse than that. A lot worse than that. Um, I don't know if they're ready and able to do it again to be honest, but maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. But I, I feel like a lot of, like you said, a lot of the people who were riled up enough to do this kind of stuff got involved in January 6th, are already in trouble or worried about being in trouble. And so are laying low. Um, but who knows, you know, also just an indictment might not do it. Cause you know, if they indict Donald Trump, they're going to bring him in. They're going to fingerprint him. They're going to indict him. He'll be out on bail. He's not like he's going straight to jail or anything. There would be no. years and years of oh. trials and stuff before we get to that. Oh, darn. And meanwhile, he'll be running for president while he's on trial. Or Well, no, or after he's been convicted. Or, yeah. As one of his supporters said a little while ago, there's nothing that says he can't run for office from the jail cell. Right. Anyway. Okay, if there's nothing else Trumpy, let's take a break and talk about a, a few other things. Okay. Okay. Oh boy. Woo. Woo. Did I, did I do that right? Woo. Okay. Wait, did I, did I, did I, did I, is this our first break or second break? I'm so confused. Like, I, I feel like we, we, we did the butt first. We had a break. We had a butt. Did I actually do a break between Biden and Trump? I, my memory is yes, going. Did. Yes, you did. My memory is going here. Here's one more break. Here we go. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No! Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash Corner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. 
you know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff. Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? No! Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Curmudgeons Corner! That's what we mean, isn't it? I hate Curmudgeons Corner, but I really do! And here we are, and time to pick up, uh, you know, some of the random things that uh, we didn't get to already. Uh, but I want to start because I mentioned it earlier. The whole thing with Abbott and DeSantis Costello? shipping. <laughs> yes, Abbott and Costello. You know, it's been a while since I've seen one of those movies. Maybe I should put one of them on my list to watch. Yeah, I saw point. one like a couple of years. They're still pretty funny. Yeah, they, yeah, they can be. They can't, yeah. You have to be in the right mood for it. Yeah, yeah but, but you know, who's on first? Yeah, that, that one. I don't know. I, I yeah. After the first couple times I heard that, I was no longer amused. I was amused maybe the I, first I, I, when, when you watch it. Like, well, I I will say that there there is what I always love. Where where I think uh, Abbott is explaining how how he's going to pay his rent and he's doing this math. That that mm. one I always like. Okay, look at that one. Anyway, no Abbott and DeSantis uh, scooping up uh, migrants and people looking for uh, amnesty and things like this and shoving them on buses and planes to bluer parts of the country. Um, and uh, there were a couple incidents of this this week. Abbott's been doing it for a while. Um, this time, I guess uh, DeSantis sent a bunch of people to uh, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. But here's here's and, the real And there was another thing. bus of them sent to outside uh the vice president's residence okay, in D.C. But, but, and... but, but here's a real weird thing, okay, about the ones that got sent to Var- Martha's Vineyard, okay? Um, they weren't even, like, they got sent here first from Texas. Yes. Yes, indeed. And I'm like, what? Texas shipped them to Florida so that Florida could do this, so that DeSantis could get his moment as well as Zabbat. And I was like, what? I, I don't understand that. Okay, and and, and also I'll, I'll add like for some there was they, they basically fooled these people into these people were not like in custody on some sort of official whatever like they they fooled they, these people they fooled these people like these people were um uh, do you know the exact situation like they they were in the country they'd applied for asylum and, right and are waiting. You know, they, they have not been like tossed out of the country or anything like that. And they're waiting they, for their hearings, et cetera. To a place where they could get help and stuff or yeah, whatever. The, what, the person that came up to them promised, oh, we've got you all set up. We'll expedite your work visas. We'll get you housing, blah, blah, blah. Just get on this plane. Right. And then they took and them they, and dumped them off, you know, somewhere without, you know. Yeah. And, and of course, like the, there, there are a couple things on this. One, of course... 
the the um, way that these conservatives are thinking is we're going to take these undesirables and dump them in the blue cities and those those Democrats will get a taste of this and they'll get mad because they don't want them either. Listen, I felt so bad today. I wanted to fly up to Martha's Vineyard to help those people. Yeah. And, and look, and, th- and, this and, is and the, I think is the one thing that they don't understand. This is the actual response that was happened in Martha's Vineyard and in DC, by the way, was, you know, the whole community came together to figure out how they could help these people. Yeah. You know, and they, they welcomed them. They're giving them, a place to stay. They're giving them food. They're helping them figure out how to get to where they really want to get to. They're giving them legal help. They're blah, blah, blah. Because the democratic reaction here is not, oh my God, we don't want these people. Get them out of here. It's like, oh, these poor people, they've, they, you know, they need help. They they've scammed. they've been Wait, tricked. Oh, they were scammed. scammed. How can we help? They're coming. Oh, by the way, there were Venezuelans, a whole bunch of, they're coming from a country that basically is an anarchy complete anarchy and oh yeah let's just fuck with them some more they're sick these people are sick i'll tell you one thing that that uh, this this thing look there is a very large venezuelan community in south florida and one of the things that i had mentioned before that in the last election that why trump won florida was specifically because he had very ably courted the Venezuelan vote and Cuban vote. The, because, you know, they, this entire message of, like, you know, we stand against uh, communism, you know, socialism, okay, um, and in their view, what they see is that is what's going on in Cuba and Venezuela. And, and at the me- in the in the meantime, uh, the democratic messaging was incoherent, right? And so, yeah, and, and so you've got that. And so they heard that message, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm standing up against Fidel, and I'm standing up against these tyrants. You know, I'm your friend. You know, yeah, forget you know for you know." And so they saw that. And man, the Venezuelan community—they just saw this today. That that this, I mean, DeSantis, uh, uh, you know, flew these Venezuelans up to Martha's Vineyard, away from here. Uh, you know, one of the largest towns with a lot of Venezuelans is actually Doral, where that damn golf course of of Trump's is. Okay, the one that's you know one of the ones down here, mm-hmm. and the people over there I saw today where. They've got like, what are these like, you know, Doral was a, what are these suburban developments? Okay. And you know how they're this thing now about urbanizing suburbs where they built these uh, downtowns now and in suburbs. So they've got Mm -hmm. this little like new downtown thing, whatever. Oh, well, we built a suburb without a downtown that needs one. Okay. So now it's got one. And uh, there was a whole bunch of Venezuelans uh, out there protesting today. And they were like, what the fuck did this governor do to our people? And this is not the first GOP person that has been candidate that has been insensitive to Deuce. There's another one that there is a roving billboard 
and downtown Miami for this other, uh, I think they're, they're, uh, I think they're a geo. Yeah. They're in the house, a GOP person in the house who basically was on video saying, uh, he, they, they did an interview of Castro and they were saying all these wonderful asking things about Castro that it was just like, what the hell? Um, I mean, what the hell? It was just crazy. Um, and so, you know, she was just like in, it just in like in love with, 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 with him. I mean, you're like, what the hell? You know, you go to an interview, you try to be polite to somebody, whatever. Hey, hey, Sam, how you doing? Whatever. Oh, yeah, it's great to see you. You know, we've heard about all those great things about, about you. But, but the one thing is that you're in a room Fidel. So it's like, how do you say that? Okay. And not come off as a complete ass kisser. Mm. But, but she went, she took the ass kissing to a new extreme. It was just ridiculous. I mean, you see the clips and you're like, holy. Now, now this was obviously before he was dead. Yes, this was obviously before he was dead, but these clips have surfaced and there everybody's like, what the hell? You, you're, you miss GOP. You're, you really, this is how you, this is how you talk about Fidel Castro. Um, so, um, so anyway, um, man, they're really testing their grip on this state by doing this kind of stuff. Because you you think this is going to backfire on him? Like it's so far, it helps so far. He's been leading in the polls for the governor's race. Um, you know, but I don't see how it helps. I don't see how it helps this state. Listen, I don't care what the polls say. This state, every every time recently, every one of these races has been less than one percent. That's so what it's I, been. I, I'm I'm looking at the five thirty eight poll average for Florida governor right now, and right now it has DeSantis ahead by six point one percent over Chris. Yeah, but how many polls have there been? Uh let's see. Uh there've been um one two three four five six six in september so far so six in the last two weeks that's not that's a decent number oh six in september i haven't seen that where, where is this like i i've been looking for polling data on this on the damn florida governor's race i, I hadn't seen any recently but but look again listen I, I, there were all these polls that showed these kind of margins in recent elections one way or another a whole bunch of times and when the damn election came down to it it came it down ended to up being close yes yeah including the governor's race by the way uh so i i just you know look you can't just fuck around and act like you've got this in the bag okay it's just right it, 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 by 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 alienating potentially large constituencies that were in your column that were in your exactly that were in your column right that's my point it just makes no sense whatsoever i take it you're implying that venezuelans like desantis going into this no i will say that i think that maybe the one thing is it's all about percentages okay the i think that there i think it, it was whereas 10 years ago Hispanics were going for Democrats on 75% clip. It had dropped with Trump down to the mid fifties with groups like Venezuelans and Cubans. Okay. Or maybe even lower with some of those groups. Okay. And so 
you can't afford to lose that group. Okay. It's just, you know, it's probably 20,000, 30,000 votes. Again, were these elections have closed? Can you really afford to just chuck away 30,000 votes? You can't. You just can't. And that stunt, I don't see how it get, gains up any uh, votes. I think in the net, it loses a vote. And so um, I, I just really think that in the net, it loses a, it loses a votes. Hmm. Yeah, th- oh. this this sort of goes to the the theme of the last couple months. And we'll talk about one more instance of this after we're finished with this one. But the of the Republicans shooting themselves in the foot over right. one thing or another. Yep. It's like this whole thing, like we were talking like for a year plus. Yep. About how the Republicans were positioned to take the Senate, take the House, and all of this. It now looks like, while it's still possible that they keep the Senate, or it's still possible for the, them to take the Senate, uh, the, the we're now at like 80% chance of the Democrats uh, keeping their lead in the Senate. Right. Excuse me. Uh, of, of the Democrats keeping their lead in the Senate. Uh, the house is much iffier, of course. Thank you, Siri. Siri again. I know it, it, it just keeps wanting to talk to me. Um, in any case, uh, the, the house is much iffier, but it's gone from like a, a an 11, 12% chance to a 30% chance. Yeah. So the, and, and it seems mostly, you know, we talked about the democratic competence stuff at the beginning. That is clearly part of the picture, but another big part of the picture is the Republicans making unforced error after unforced error mm-hmm. after unforced error uh, between this kind of thing that potentially could backfire on DeSantis to, you know, uh, to, well, of course, Dobbs, um, but also just like picking all of these uh, uh, MAGA idiot candidates, like the latest one, we had a primary in New Hampshire this week uh, where the the Democrat previously a, a year ago at the beginning of this year whatever the 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 Democrat was considered to be a a risk that the Democrats might lose that seat they thought they would run um, uh, it's Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire um, and they thought they would run uh, Sununu against him who was the right. governor of New Hampshire and is fairly popular there and he was like I want no part of this I'm not running for Senate count me out. Mm-hmm. And then they had a bu- whole bunch of nobodies run. And then the one that actually won this week in the Republican primary was somebody who's been going around talking about the how the election was stolen and all this kind of stuff. And now, you know, it looks like, you know, nothing's over till it's over. But it looks like, you know, where they were really worried about Hassan, now they're not so worried about her anymore. Right. She's probably going to have a fairly easy reelection against this guy. Um, And it's because the Republicans picked an idiot. Well, and what's his name? Lindsey Graham today. That's that's the one I was going to talk about. The uh, Lindsey Graham's abortion bill. What the hell was going through that guy's head? (laughs) What the hell? Well, so just to be clear, he said he was introducing a bill for a national prohibition of against abortion uh, at the 15-week mark, 
with exceptions for rape and life of the mother and things like that, but putting a 15 week limit nationwide. Um, and the, the rest of the Republicans are like, you what? What are you doing? Because are you out of your mind? While so, so many of them, like pre-Dobbs, of course they would have said that stuff. But post-Dobbs, they've been busy erasing that shit off their websites to pretend they were never anti, anti-abortion to begin with, or at least to be, appear more reasonable than they used to be and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and basically it's been shown so far to really be a drag on Republicans right now because they are, they are staking out positions that 60 plus percent of the American people are against and (laughs) majorities even in red States. Right. Okay. Um, And so they're back in off as fast as they can and trying to moderate their positions and, you know, and at least say, you know, it should be a state by state thing. Whereas, you know, and then here comes Graham saying, yeah, it should be illegal in New York and California too. <laughs> and, and so like McConnell and all kinds of other Republicans are like, I, I don't know what he's doing. Nothing to do with us. <laughs> you know, and mean, and, and Pence, by the way, was out saying similar <laughs> things. Oh my God. No, Pence is worse. Oh yeah, Pence, Pence was worse. Of course, he's not. Act, he can't introduce a bill like Graham can. Right, and he, he's not running for anything right now specifically. But I was like, oh yeah, well here you go. Here's well, listen, we knew about Pence's position on on, on abortion from before. Well, I mean, yes. he, he was, he, but he, he was, was a, being very vocal about it and saying that we needed to be more aggressive about this and fight further and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. And this this is exactly the kind of thing that um, right now is hurting them. Right. And the smart thing to do is to sort of shut up and try to talk about inflation. Yeah. Uh, but they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. These guys can't help themselves. I mean, they just cannot help themselves. Well, it, it, I just it, never seen anything like it. And meanwhile, like uh, along the lines of can't help themselves, uh, there was also a tape that came out today of Brian Kemp in Georgia the governor candidate in Georgia. And just to, you know, he's, he's also leading there. Like Stacey Abrams has been consistently behind uh, in Georgia. Right now he's 3.7% ahead in the polling average, average in Georgia. They caught him on tape. Did you hear this one, Yvonne? No, I did not. Uh, they caught him on tape saying he is open to banning contraception depending on where the legislature is next session. these people you know it, it, like okay so we're 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 hitting the abortion thing and so now hey okay, let's up the, let's let's up the game let's up the game no more condoms no more birth control pills all let's get rid of all that shit oh my god and uh it's like here's the thing a lot of Republican positions, especially on the social side, at, at this point, like abortion, certainly contraception, um, gay marriage at this point, like it, it was a different world 20 years ago, but now gay marriage as well. All of these issues are ones that if you actually poll people individual issue by individual issue, they 
people don't support the Republican position. Yep. Hell, even if you talk on economic things, like, you know, I, the, 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 the Republicans, uh, what was the, the South Carolina Senator, I think, uh, or was it Johnson? I forget which one of them put out this proposal for what he thought the Republicans should do next session if they took over. And it included things like make sure all laws, including social security and other things like that have to be reapproved every five years, no matter what, no permanent programs, you know? And so, and, and, and so immediately it's like, Oh, okay. So they, they want to get rid of, they still, you know, this has been a Republican thing going back to the new deal, wanting to get rid of social security and all of these things. But they they usually are kind of safe about it because even when they say something like we want to make it fiscally responsible or whatnot, you know, people are like, oh, fiscal responsibility. I like that. But then when you actually put it out there and be like, oh, you want you want to take away their benefits. You want to take away Social Security and Medicare and people are like 80 percent of people are like, are you nuts? Yeah. And, and like what they're what they're coming up against now is that people are starting to actually believe them. Well, I, I mean, and that, well, and that's what I was mentioning earlier, because that was the problem. The problem was before they would say all this shit and everybody was like, oh, that is not, that's well, either they weren't paying attention or they didn't believe it. Right. Okay. Like they wouldn't actually do that. That's just, nah, that's just talk. So now they've done it. Okay. And so now people are like, whoa, wait, what? Well, and th- this is one of the things, that, you know, back to the filibuster talk that I have said for years and years is when people are like, well, if we didn't have the filibuster, then Republicans could actually do the bad things that they want to do. And I'm like, you know, it might be bad in the short term, but in the long term, it's better if when a party wins, they actually can enact their agenda because then you can make a decision at the next election on what they actually oh, do. Exactly. I don't want these assholes. As opposed to right now, you know, they get, you know, the, the Democrats get slammed because they weren't able to get anything done because the Republicans brought, blocked them. So the Republicans get a chance. Right. You know, let, let whoever wins, let them do what they do. And then if the public doesn't like it, then vote them out next time. And I, I feel like, yeah. You know, now, of course, people will say, well, a lot of people will get hurt in the meantime. I understand uh, that's a valid point, but I think in the long run, you get a better result as long as you don't have parties doing things to make the next election worthless. And that's the that's the risk you have with all the with all the gerrymandering and voter suppression and all that kind of stuff. So but well, look, here here's one thing that's crazy today. Okay, that I that I heard, I think yesterday, today, I can't remember which GOP governor was talking, but it's one of the ones that's more moderate. Oh, the 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 Virginia guy, uh, Youngkin, right? Okay, so he was talking on TV, and first he starts on all. And, and the by, usual... by the way, I'll just, I'll, I'll just say more moderate is still a relative term. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm saying, you know, it's like, you know, well, they, that he calls himself that. But he starts first during the 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 damn uh, interview. You know, he gets asked a question, and he just first just regurgitated Republican talking points. Okay, you know. Inflation and Biden and, you know, the socialism, blah, 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 whatever, that, that the usual horse shit, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, and then they start talking about issues, and then he starts talking about how important it is, A, to do sustainable agriculture. You know, the kind of stuff that I was talking about <laughs> at the land? Yeah, he so starts talking about that, how that is super important. How resilience. He, resilience. So he starts talking, but he doesn't use resilience. Oh, yeah, we're building one of the largest centers, you know, in Virginia where we could do agriculture using substantially fewer resources. He starts talking about that. And then he starts going off about how important it is to rebuild our infrastructure. And how important it is to spend money on it because of all the bridges and roads and shit that needs to get built. Well, Biden himself, like at a some event in the last week, was making fun of all the Republicans who voted against bills but then go home and take credit for them. Right. It's like, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I wanted to fucking just you know jump through the TV and strangle the bastard. Because after we spent the first two minutes, I mean, it's like, I swear to God, he has memorized this goddamn fucking bullshit, you know, Republican talking point line that it's just like, he just blurts it out. Like, you know, like, it's just like you press a button on a doll and all out comes out this bullshit. Okay. Then after that, then all of a sudden, oh, well, I already said the bullshit line that I needed to throw away line. So, hey, let me talk about how I really want infrastructure built. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so we we got Abbott and DeSantis and Graham all doing things to help sabotage the Republicans. Uh, now they still may pull things out. I, I mean, you know, can't yeah, take yeah, yeah. anything for granted. Uh, I mean, their Republicans are still favored to take the House, uh, right? Uh, but it's not for their lack of trying to sabotage themselves. I yep. mean. My God. And, and, you know, and for that matter, all of, all of everything Trump does every time he opens his fucking mouth, like he's not helping anybody. No, no, no. You know, I mean, and, and he was, he was yelling at McConnell about something again earlier today, you know, about like some bill that McConnell is supporting that he's like, this is trash and McConnell is a traitor for doing this and blah, blah, blah. Now McConnell's not running for anything and he was, he would win anyway. But the point is like, you know, Republicans as a whole, I, elected Republicans anyway, you gotta think they're they're They really wish he would just disappear. <laughs> Like, please just go the fuck away. And then we can sort of, because, you know, every, every time he talks, he causes problems. And and the rest of them don't know what they're doing. Like you said, DeSantis might have, uh, like, I'm sure his sending people up to Martha's Vineyard played well with a certain portion of the MAGA base. But like you said, it may need alienate other people that he needs to win. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, anyway, uh, I I can only hope they continue to be this bad and continue to cause themselves. They problems. know how to. I don't think they know how to act any other way now. It's the problem, and I've mm. seen this happen before, where they fall into this trap that this is what's you know this is what's worked before, and then all of a sudden it's not working, but they don't have a new shtick. Yeah. And so, and they're afraid that if they move away from that shtick, what, what's going to happen is they're going to alienate their base. And so they're kind of boxed in a corner. 
Yeah, I mean, what what I I heard someone, and I wish I could give you a reference of who it was, uh, was talking about. Uh, you know, someone asked the question of like, how can we help the Republicans regain their sanity to become a, you know, a rational party again to have a healthy two party democracy, and the person who was like one of the ex-Republican, anti-Trump Republicans, I forget which one, basically said the only way is they have to lose. And yeah. they have to lose over and over, over and, and over, over again, again and lose badly. Yep. Because if they lose badly over and over and over again, then at some point they will realize they have to change right. to get back into power. Exactly. And th- this is what often happens in sort of, you know, when the parties remake themselves every few generations, uh, is this kind of thing. I mean, the, 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 the Democrats got trounced a number of elections in a row and Ronald Reagan came in and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they had to lose badly a whole bunch of times before the Clintons came in and we're like, we're going to do this a different way. Yeah. We had, you know, right in a tank. (laughs) Yeah. But, and, and this is the kind of thing where, you know, and it, once they do so, right, if, if they get to the point where they're like, look, in order to gain power again for whatever set of issues, we have to ditch all the racists. We have to ditch all the crazies. We have to, and then we can be a normal party again. But they have to lose to get there because as long as they win, then it's working. Right. You know, and they're going to just keep doing, they're going to double down. I mean, like they had the chance after, when, when was it when they did the the whole retrospective? Was it after Romney? Um, yes. You know, they they yes. did the whole rep, retrospective and said, here's all the things we're doing wrong. We have to become a more inclusive party. We have to do things that understand and welcome, you know, minorities and immigrants and Hispanics and blah, blah, blah. And then they were, and then Trump came around and was like, fuck that. Right. And he won. And he won. And so a whole bunch of the people in the party were like, well, I guess this is the direction we have to go in. And they will continue going into that direction until it results in devastating losses. And I I don't know if this year will be the year they will get those devastating uh, losses, because even if they lose, even if the Democrats manage to retain the House and Senate, it's still going to be close. Right. You know, it's not like the Democrats are going to have super majorities or anything anytime soon. Well, well, I'll say this. Look, it's really looking like in the Senate, they're going to expand how many seats they have in the Senate. Yeah, but but it's looking like... I mean, the the odds are they get to 51. We're not talking 53, 54, 55. Actually, you know, well, but here's another place where I saw actually that they're looking really good. Okay. So say, say they gain, look. This have, is true. Just, 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 to be, just to be clear, like the, the models I'm th- seeing at 538 and The Economist and such seem to agree on like the, the median result is like 51 Democrats, but the upper tail is significantly better than that if they do well. And like, if you just like right now, if you take all the state Senate, uh, state Senate, if you take all the Senate polls and just give, give it to the Democrats in every state they're ahead in, they will get considerably 
that they will get like 53 or 54. But or here's another like one that. that's looking amazingly good that I know we haven't paid a lot of attention to. I yeah. was looking at this last week. It's the governorships. Okay. You know, yep. which we've talked about how state politics has become so important. It's looking like, you know, that the the the, the Democrats that they could get it's looking like they're they're gonna be in charge of 25 states, which is a much bigger number in the governorship that they have been in a long time. They had been under 20, okay, before the last election cycle, okay? Mm-hmm. If they get to 25, that's also another very big change because it also helps in terms of future elections, in terms of uh, redistricting or anything that happens. I know it's, it's still ways off, but if they're able to maintain moving those states to... You know, going from like less than 20 governorships to 25, it's a huge improvement because, oh man, 30 years ago, Democrats over had over 30 state houses. Right. I mean, they dominated, you know, state politics across the board. Then all of a sudden, the Republicans somehow, you know, went and focused on it and the Democrats took the ball off of it, period. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, so, I mean, I mean, you could have a situation where, you do have big gains in the Senate. Um, you have big gains in the in the governorship, and it's possible. You know that that uh, of course. You know, even though that one the scenario still you know favors the Republicans, but their margin of victory, their margin of error there in order to keep the House is definitely shrinking. I mean, all the polls as time goes by shows that their odds keep sliding, sliding, sliding in favor of the Democrats right now. That's what's so far. Yep. So far, it's been it's been straight in that direction. Um, so, um, yeah, there's hope, you know, that, that that we could have a very good outcome this November. There, there's there's hope again. Like the 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 odds are around thirty percent for Dems taking the House and around eighty percent for them continuing to have the Senate, um, or continuing in both cases, thirty percent and eighty percent for the House and Senate respectively. But you know, thirty percent. Is not zero thirty percent, and thirty percent is a good. lot better than it was a, a couple months ago. Yeah, and the momentum is still in that direction. And I feel like there's a lot of dynamics that these models may not yet be fully accounting for, related to like I keep seeing these statistics about voter registration and how many women are registering to vote, for instance. Well, Upshot you was know. recently in the New York Times talking about this a little bit and talking about the. You know, uh, they, they talked about polling errors that that mainly happen in the presidential election year. Yep. But but they also recently t- talked about the fact that they they are not really being able to properly account for what's happened since Dobbs, because right. the move that's happened right now since then, and what the what the all the all the voting data uh, of all the votes that have really happened has shown has shown a change that is unprecedented. Yep. And. And they, they, and, and they don't think that we're properly accounting. All, all those special elections showed overperformance by the Democrats. I mentioned before that in the jungle primary type races we had here in Washington, overperformance by the Democrats. Right. Um, and, you know, the professionals are saying, well, you know, but special elections are different than general, blah, blah, blah. But I think we see a lot of, and I, like I said, the, the voter registration stuff, there are a lot of signals that I don't know if they are fully baked into these models. I think these models are including a lot of emphasis on the economic fundamentals, which has always been very predictive in the past, mm-hmm. and just on this tendency that the presidential party always loses in midterms. Right. You know, 
Whereas if, if you start looking at some of the, um, the polls on what issues are important for people, um, a few months ago, inflation was at the top of every single one of those polls. Now, over and over again, you've got abortion and you've got protecting democracy as the top issues in a lot of these polls. Not all of them, but in a lot of them. And that changes the dynamic. Like if your if your model is heavily indexed on like inflation is bad, but people are caring about abortion and democracy, that your your model's missing something. Right. Now I'm not saying I, I know on the Combudgeons Corner Slack uh a couple weeks ago, Yvonne was like, I'm putting my marker down. The Democrats are keeping both the House and the Senate. I, um, I, I'm staying I'm staying with my prediction. Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure I'm quite willing to go out on that limb yet. I think both of, the, but we're a lot closer to both of them being toss ups than we were, yep. you know. Uh, but we 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 got a, a close picture. But just just another anecdote I'll tell, and I'll try not to go too far out of school. Um, as you guys know, I have a member of the family who's running for office, and so she's been doing a lot of uh, walking around, talking to people, doorbelling, blah blah blah. And she told me yesterday or the day before that, you know, she's hitting a lot of houses where the people are like, yeah, I'm a Republican, but I'm still going to vote Democrat because I don't trust the Republicans anymore. Jesus. You know, now I'm not saying anything statistical. That's just an anecdote of a couple conversations, maybe. But, you know, they're, 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 it's the whole group of people who were what you and I, Yvonne, have called the reasonable Republicans, mm -hmm. right? Who are, you know, Republican because they're, you know, they want, they want low taxes and they right, want right, government, right. government to be res fiscally responsible and don't want them involved in all the details of their lives and would rather, you know, th this kind of stuff. And those type of Republicans look at the MAGA craziness and the how radical the Republicans have gone on abortion because they couldn't they couldn't just leave it at put in a few restrictions. So many states are no, going so much further it. than that and ban it entirely, no exceptions, blah, blah, blah. They look at that and are like, that's not what I signed up for. Right. You know? So I don't know. Who well, knows? That, who knows? But uh well, well. okay. Shall we end? Yes. Okay, here we go. The exciting stuff at the end. Um, as everybody... Yeah. Uh, drum roll, please. As everyone knows, uh, the to get a hold of us and everything, just go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. Uh, you'll find all the ways to contact us. Email, Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. You'll find the archive... Yeah, the whole talking thing, I'm getting worse and worse at it. You will find the archive of all of our shows uh, going back to forever. Um, and uh, you will also find a link to our Patreon uh, where you can give us a little money and at various levels, we'll mention you on the show, send you a postcard, send you a mug, whatever. But at $2 a month or more, or if you just contact us and ask nicely. Or maybe not ask nicely. We will uh, send you uh, uh, an invite to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are chatting throughout the week, sharing links, talk, talking about or maybe you the news, life, us, like, whatever. All complete idiots. Yeah, you can do that too. So Yvonne, we, we are over to two hours again. So just tell me one thing 
that was fun and interesting mm-hmm. that we talked about on the Commodians mm-hmm. Corner Slack mm-hmm. that we have not mm-hmm. mentioned on the show. Oh boy. Um uh one thing, one thing, one thing. Uh uh, 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 uh. oh checking in on the remnants of the trucker convoy remaining in the DC area. One prominent yeah, remember, number. Remember this trucker? This was a whole bunch of truckers that were going to surround the beltway and cause trouble to, to protest something or other. They were MAGA. They were MAGA. Idiots. idiots. Yeah. Uh, uh, one prominent member who has been staying with his grandmother live streamed her as she called the police to come a victim from her house. Beautiful. Not not even his grandmother, not even her grandparents can stand these assholes. There you go. That's that's it all right there. Okay. Well, with that, uh, we'll say goodbye. Hey, everybody, as usual, have a great week. Stay safe. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, we'll talk to you again next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.